a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. What's up, Shmoney honeys? And welcome back to yet another episode of Shmoney Radio with me, your host, Anastasia Barbutsi, and my guest of the day, Allison Kirkland, the CEO, actually the first ever CEO of Women's Enterprise Organizations of Canada. Now, this is an episode focused on women's entrepreneurship and the economic impact it could have, but also the challenges that women face accessing funding to start their businesses and growing their businesses. Allison was named the inaugural CEO of WEOC in September 2019, And since then, she has grown the organization from a board-run initiative to an integral resource for women's entrepreneurial support organizations across Canada. I really love discussing women's entrepreneurship on this show because I think with social media, we're only seeing an uptick in women specifically wanting to work for themselves and start their own businesses. And I think it's really important we understand the risks and the rewards of doing so. In this episode, we discuss why women's businesses grow at different rates than men's. We talk about the challenges women face accessing capital. We talk about the problems with centering your pride around bootstrapping instead of borrowing and why debt isn't always necessarily a bad thing as long as it's managed well. And WEOC's partnership with Stacey's Rise Project, which you may know Stacey's the pita chip brand. (laughs) We get a little bit deeper into that in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into this episode with Allison. It's a quick one. And as always, I am here to hear your thoughts. Enjoy. Allison, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm happy to have you here from Women's Enterprise Organizations of Canada. Before we kind of jump into my questions here, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about what you do. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me, uh, Anastasia. It's uh, it's great to be here. And um, so I am the CEO of Women's Enterprise Organizations of Canada. And um, I think just for now, we're, we're going to cut to the chase and just call it WEOC, which is what everybody calls it. And it's just a little bit of less of a mouthful. Um, and WEOC is a national organization. Uh, it's an association of organizations that support women entrepreneurs. So our members are um, a nonprofit organizations across the country working directly with women entrepreneurs uh, to support their uh, business planning, their training, uh, their networking mentorship, and in some cases, um, their access to uh, uh, business capital uh, for startup and growth. Um, and so WEOC was established uh, and ran as a non, um, on a volunteer basis for about uh, seven years. And the uh, National Women Entrepreneurship Strategy funding allowed us to establish a national office in 2019. And I was hired as the first CEO. But prior to that, I spent 17 years in the women's enterprise ecosystem with the Women's Enterprise Centre of Manitoba. Uh, So we're based in Winnipeg, which is a little unusual because people assume we're in Toronto or Ottawa, but we are in Winnipeg, uh, which is great because we have... Our central location means we can 
um, connect with both sides of the country very easily. Um, and our goal is really to provide our members with um, uh, peer support, training, uh, networking, um, access to information so that they have the tools at hand to support uh, the women entrepreneurs that they work with. And, and those women are at various business stages, business sizes, industries, it's all manner of things. So it's really have allowing them or enabling them to have lots of resources in their back pockets so they can um, support their clients in the best possible way. I think it's such an incredible thing your organization is doing. And I'm curious to know a little bit more about exactly who you're helping, as you just mentioned. So what does like the current state or landscape for women's entrepreneurship currently look like in Canada? Like, are we seeing major growth in the number of women entrepreneurs? What does that look like? Yeah, so it's it's interesting. And I would say, yes, there's there's absolutely growth in the number of women entrepreneurs in Canada and in a huge variety of businesses, as I said, in industries and, and, and business sizes. Um, the, the landscape is a little bit uh, different in that women often don't grow their businesses at the same pace that um, men um, grow their businesses. Um, and, and for that, you know, there's a lot of reasons that factor into that. But of course, there's the aspect of um, a lot of women obviously wear a lot of different hats. And, and so there's a lot of things that they have to sort of balance out. And so may not have the opportunity to sort of uh, focus as much time on the business because they're you know, still managing families and, you know, children and, and parents and, and home and all, all of those sorts of things. Um, but entrepreneurship is definitely growing. Um, the federal government has been very supportive of women's entrepreneurship and, and their women's entrepreneurship strategy. Um, and there's a real focus on um, helping women to successfully uh, start and grow their businesses because it is the economic impact that that women entrepreneurs have that is so vital to to the health of, of the Canadian economy. So um, a really exciting and developing landscape, um, but certainly still some some resources necessary in order to help women entrepreneurs succeed. As you just mentioned, the federal government has obviously been very supportive in the last little while and providing more resources. Going off of that, I did read that the government announced funding for a $55 million loan pool for female entrepreneurs. So how does that help us advance and successfully create businesses? That's a really good question, and it is so vital. Um, women still face challenges accessing capital. And um, we actually just completed a national study. Um, uh, we talked to more than a thousand women entrepreneurs to hear their experiences about ex accessing or attempting to access capital. And some of them just feel like they wouldn't be eligible, so they don't bother. Um, some of them, so they use credit cards or uh, personal savings um, to to start and grow their businesses. But a national loan fund really takes into consideration the realities that women entrepreneurs experience. So it might be, you know, um, lower credit scores. It might be um, you know, less equity or collateral to put into the business. And so 
having you know a fund that really looks at you know what women entrepreneurs are experiencing the types of businesses they're in what their specific needs are really gives them the opportunity to grow their businesses or start and grow their businesses more quickly um and you know when you're relying on a credit card or you know personal savings it it can be very incremental so it means they may not be able to take advantage of opportunities that present themselves because they don't have the capital to grow or to take you know whatever steps they need to in order to um take advantage of, of an opportunity so this fund is is tremendously uh, impactful and um we we received part of the fund to deliver to our clients and what we are what our mandate is or what our goal is is to ensure that there's the wraparound services to support women entrepreneurs so it's preparing the business plan you know looking at all the um, aspects of the business and then once they get the financing supporting them beyond that so it's you know so checking back in asking questions are they on target are they you know how are things going are they meeting the projections so it's a real complete picture um, uh, of support and so so this fund is really game changing for many women entrepreneurs in Canada it seems like it you mentioned that there are some pretty unique barriers that women face when looking into becoming an entrepreneur. And you kind of touched on some of those barriers like childcare, that being one. Besides that, and besides what you just mentioned a few seconds ago, are there any other unique barriers that maybe the average person wouldn't expect a woman faces? Yeah, you know, and, and women um, may have been out of the workforce uh, for a while, so they don't maybe have the same networks. Um, they don't um, maybe have the, the same management experience. They've had different roles. Um, so those things all play a role in in just, you know, uh, credibility uh, with, with funders, with professionals like lawyers or accountants, because... Uh, may, they may not have the business management experience that that others might have when they're when they're thinking about starting a business. So certainly, there's you know the many hats as I mentioned earlier, but then there's you know different work experiences, different life experiences that impact it. And I mean, we can talk about the pandemic and everybody's heard how it has dramatically affected women because of those um, responsibilities at home and, and ha maybe having to, to um, you know, stop operating their business for a while because of all the other factors that they had to manage. So um, it, it's all of those things that uh, just impact women a little differently or more than a little differently. I think social media plays a huge part in increasing young women's interest in entrepreneurship. It's kind of become this very popular or desirable thing to have something of your own, like your own business, maybe not working for someone else. So since a lot of us are not financially literate and don't necessarily have our finances set up to start a legitimate business, what are three things that you would recommend to women to prepare themselves for that entrepreneurial journey, financially in particular? Right. So 
three things. There's there's probably more than three, but I'll, uh, the things that I will focus on is is um, you know having a, a personal budget because that affects your credit score. And so um, you know, are you sort of essentially living within your means so that you are making your payments and 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 your credit score is in good shape because that is absolutely something that will be looked at when you try to borrow money. Um, and it also you know the fact that you're paying your bills in a timely manner also speaks to, you know, the responsibility and, and uh, uh, your outlook and your attitude. So from a financial aspect, it's absolutely um, important. Um, I think the second one preparing is, is you know, really taking a step back and, and thinking about the business from a business plan perspective and so it's not just from the operational perspective but also what does that look like from a financial cash flow uh, perspective you know can I do this how much do I need to how much money do I need to generate on a monthly or annual basis in order to sustain you know myself and so I think that a business plan really helps you work through those different scenarios um, and um, you know, making changes and, you know, is this viable? Is this feasible? You know, is it something that needs to be done on a full-time basis or started on a part-time basis? And so so looking at it from, from the global picture of the business. And then I think the third thing from a financial perspective is, is looking at um, our own attitudes towards money and, um, you know, how do you feel about debt and how do you feel about um you know different um business models a partnership or a corporation or um venture capital you know what are your feelings about about that um i mentioned earlier that we had done a a, a national survey and a lot of women um bootstrap and and part of that is because there's a certain level of pride in saying, well, I built this business on my my own. I didn't have to borrow money, and so the the that attitude can actually have some a, be a barrier because it's not allowing you to grow the business at at because you don't have the capital available to take the next step. So so what are your attitudes towards? towards borrowing um, and to being in you know to debt and, and repayment so I think that those are what I would um, I would say are, are three key things from a financial perspective I mean all three points are really interesting but I think the last one especially because behavioral finance is something we talk a lot about on this podcast and I think you're a hundred percent right when you say there is a certain like pride point people have when it comes to being able to bootstrap successfully and do things all on their own. But the danger, as we mentioned with social media as well, is that we don't see everything that's behind closed doors, right? So I think talking about things like this is really important so that women actually know what the pluses are of borrowing rather than getting it stuck in your head that I need to bootstrap in order to be successful kind of thing. To jump in there, I think that's absolutely true. Is is you know there are good points about borrowing and being realistic about that, but you know um, debt isn't necessarily bad if it's well managed, um, and it it can be you know 
a real game changer um, went done appropriately and, and within the means of the, of the business and the and individual. I'd love to touch on the Stacy's Rise project, which is, you know, a special partnership or collaboration with you and, and Stacy's, the very popular pita chip brand <laughs> that I'm sure everyone knows and loves. Can you first tell us what the Stacy's Rise project is and then maybe touch on some of the successes that past participants have found? Um, yeah, so we were really excited to work with them on this initiative. Um, and so the idea is that uh, there is an application process um, and it's based on uh, Stacy is a real person. She came up with a pita chip and it was purchased um, by uh, Pepsi Frito-Lay. And so that's who um, owns the brand now. And um you know, as a woman entrepreneur, they wanted, you know, wanted to provide other women entrepreneurs with an opportunity. And so that's how this, the Stacey's Rise project was formulated. And it started in the States and it was brought to Canada this year. And so it's an application process where women entrepreneurs could um, complete an online form, you know, talking about their business, um, how they would use um, the you know the the money, the prize money. In the end, we can call it prize or the grant money. And what would what that would mean for their business and how they could take it to to the next level with the with that funding. Um, and so we were super pleased to uh, partner with with them because not only was there an opportunity for um, a, a financial contribution to their business, and and so there will be four uh, four women entrepreneurs will each receive $15,000, but there's also a mentorship component to it. And that is having the opportunity to connect with folks in the business community who can give guidance and suggestions and on all manner of things that would be relevant to the business. And so it is a really nice package and it sort of comes back to the wraparound services that I talked about earlier, it's it's brings together the, the financial component, which is so important, but it's also the knowledge component and, and learning from others who have the experience and the knowledge and, you know, can help to give some guidance. So um, this is the first time it's come to Canada, so I can't speak to the experiences of other Canadian women entrepreneurs, but I know that by the end of the process, we're going to have more women-owned businesses that uh, are going to be great stories, and um, we'll be able to, this time next year, we can talk about them and and um, what, you know, where they've taken their business with this, with this uh, input of cash. Such a wonderful idea. And to what you said just a second ago about those wraparound services that your organization provides, I think it's so critical that we start thinking about things in this way. We can help you get to the point of having a successful business. But beyond that, we also need to be able to come back together and say, you check in, like you mentioned earlier, how are you doing? What do you need assistance with? I think it's just a really wonderful way to guarantee continuous success. I do want to thank you so much for joining me on the show. And if anyone is interested, where can they find you, your organization on social media, and maybe more information about the Stacey's Rise project if they're interested? 
Absolutely. So WEOC is uh, weoc.ca. And so there's all information uh, about our organization there. And then it is uh, Stacy's Rise.ca. I'm just double checking that. Stacy's Rise Project.ca. Um, and they can learn more about that um, at that location. And um, yeah, we're, we're really excited to announce the winners um, in early January and um, to, to celebrate with them and to watch them take their next steps. So um, there's lots more to come on this project. Like you said, I'm excited to see how things turned out. Thank you again for joining me and hope to have you back on the show soon. Would love to. Thanks so much, Anastasia. It's great meeting you. If you took something meaningful away from this episode, please consider smashing that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen through and maybe even check out the ratings and review section too. If anything, send word down the grapevine. I really do appreciate it. And as always, please see the show notes for more details on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio. Is this thing on?